Welcome to Education Beat. Amen Vasquez, Executive Director of EdSource. Restorative justice, an alternative to traditional discipline, focuses on repairing the harm done when students misbehave. Typically, students sit in circles and talk with each other about their emotions or how an incident affected them. The hope is that students learn to respect each other and take responsibility for their actions. Five years ago, EdSource visited Oakland's Fremont High School and wrote about its restorative justice program. Recently, we went back to see how the program and the school changed. I couldn't imagine myself picking a fight with someone I have interacted with in the RJ environment. How can restorative justice change school culture? And what can students take from it to transform their lives? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stavely. Five years ago, Fremont High School in Oakland had some of the highest discipline rates and lowest attendance in the city. Fights and conflicts were common. Only one in four graduates were qualified to attend public universities in California. One in three students dropped out. When Kimberly Agareda first heard about Fremont, she didn't hear good things. I remember my mom's friends saying that it's a bad school, there's drugs, there's gangs. And then I kind of came to realize that there's going to be that anywhere. And we're going to be exposed to that bad but it's how you teach your kid how to handle that. So I talked to my mom and I was like, I'm grown up enough <laughs> to know right from bad. <laughs> and she agreed and, you know, we went to see it and it was really amazing. Amazing. That's how Kimberly describes her school now. Fremont High has changed over the last five years. It has a newly rebuilt campus and an intensive focus on improving campus climate. The school has seen its enrollment jump 20%, even as district-wide enrollment has dropped. And the number of students who qualify for college has nearly tripled. Students and administrators say the change is due in large part to the restorative justice program. Restorative justice, or RJ as the students call it, is traditionally focused on resolving conflicts. If students have a fight, for example, they sit down to talk it out and come up with solutions. But Fremont High now uses restorative justice circles to build community from day one, freshman year. Kimberly had no idea what restorative justice was before she started at Fremont. And at first, she was a little uncomfortable. Because I'm not used to talking about feelings and stuff, especially with other teenagers that I don't know, or asking real questions like, what do you not like about our community? Because we always talk about positive things, but we never really bring in the negative. So it was uncomfortable in general because of growing up in a household that I grew up in where guys aren't supposed to cry and girls can do whatever they want with their feelings. And seeing some people that represented male cry, not even cry, but just open up really like, opened me up to new ideas, if that makes sense. Gradually, Kimberly started participating in more and more restorative justice circles. We do a lot of circles so our face is known because if somebody knows you, I think they're less likely to want to hurt you. They're less likely to see any malicious intent in you. Kimberly says that what happens in those circles, becoming vulnerable with each other, opening up, helps people feel like they belong at school 
and it also helps prevent violence and bullying. Especially because we're introduced to it at the ripe age of 14. You know, we're kind of introduced to each other. And I know that when I was a freshman, all the other freshmen kind of were all my world. All I ever was exposed to was the other freshmen. So I couldn't imagine myself picking a fight with someone I have interacted with in the RJ environment. So yeah, I think it has reduced fights in that way where you know their name, you know they they have sisters and brothers and what food they like, even if it might seem superficial, you walk around knowing that information and I think that makes you less prone to start a fight. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, how restorative justice can transform schools. My colleague Carolyn Jones visited Fremont High to write about the restorative justice program. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Zadie. So tell me about what you found at Fremont High School. Well, we we went to Fremont High School because five years ago, Ed Soros visited Fremont High School when they were just getting their restorative justice program rolling. Um, They were one of many schools in Oakland Unified and around California that was really starting to look into this seriously. And so we just followed up and we wanted to see where are they five years from now. Um, The first story we did took a really in-depth look at some of the discipline problems at that school and what kind of an impact restorative justice could have. So we were really surprised to come back and see a completely different school. (laughs) And it's just, it was really inspirational. And what did students tell you about, you know, about what they think of it and, and whether it works? Well, the students I talked to really enjoy it, especially the students at that school who were from newcomer families from other countries. You know, I talked to a lot of students from Yemen um, in the Middle East and some students from uh, southern Mexico and Guatemala who speak mom and they were saying that you know when they came here it was just very very hard you know not only are you in a completely new country but you've left all your friends and your old school behind but you don't even speak Spanish (laughs) or English so they were saying they just felt very isolated and very alone and terrified really and to be you know plunked down in this big American city And they were saying these circles really helped them because they met other kids who speak the same language as them, and they were able to talk through some of the things that they were apprehensive about or things that made them nervous. And it really helped them meet people and also hear other people's stories and find out, oh, other kids feel the same way, and so they felt less isolated. And, you know, a number of kids said that that just made all the difference for them when they came here. And then they, in turn, were able, once they got more acclimated, to turn around and lead circles for other ki- other newcomer kids. Kimberly says some of those circles have been really eye-opening. As part of leadership class, Kimberly started leading circles, some in English and some in Spanish, with students who had recently arrived from Central and South America. We ask a lot of questions like, what do you like about Oakland? What do you dislike? What would you change? Definitely, what's your favorite food? Because that's a real big question. Where are you from? And what's your favorite thing about 
the country or the city you're from that also builds a lot of connection i know that someone was from nicaragua i believe and they were talking about how bad their government is because we asked like what's one thing you would change about oakland or where you come from and they all spoke about their their government and how bad it was and without them i wouldn't have known that but it's really like crazy how they live through that and they see people that they left behind still live in that government so i think that was one of the most powerful things that have happened in circle another student joshua watan says he was really nervous going into high school but participating in restorative justice circles helped him gain more confidence in talking with other people especially as a as an athlete or like as a boy yeah it just lets me express myself like know that i'm not alone he also learned things about his peers that he doesn't think he would have found out without that space of the restorative justice circle. I learned a lot about my classmates, especially the quiet ones. I learned lots of stuff about their personal life. You know, um, it's easy for them to um, express themselves. And, you know, I could relate to them a lot. Carolyn, something that really stood out to me is that the high schoolers are now going to lead circles at an elementary school. Tell me about that. Yeah, that was adorable. Yeah, we went, uh, the high schoolers, you know, they designed this themselves. It was their idea. Um, And they walked down the street one day to the local elementary school, and this had been planned. And two or three high school kids went into most of the classrooms, kindergarten through fifth grade, and showed the kids how to do a circle. And this is something, now that elementary school also has a restorative justice coordinator, so the kids weren't totally foreign to the idea. They've been doing stuff along those lines for a while but to have the big kids come over and kind of you know call the shots and show them how to do it was you know really made a big impression on the kids. Carolyn spoke with a restorative justice coordinator at Horace Mann Elementary, Aaron Gray, about how this program works with young children, five-year-olds for example. He said it was important to start young. So when it comes to RJ we're kind of just assuming like, oh, throw the kids in a classroom and they'll learn uh, how to mediate problems with their peers and they'll learn how to build a relationship with their peers. It's just not the the case. And a lot of the times when um, students struggle, it's because of that. They don't know how to interact with each other. And then especially coming back from COVID, that's two years of mainly being with just family and not having interactions with peers. Yeah. Why is this important at the elementary level? I mean, why is mm-hmm. this something that all schools should be paying attention to? Yes. Uh, just because of there's there's really no way to teach um, when there's a, a lot of conflict um, going on and when there's just no relationship between uh, peers or students uh, or um, uh, peers and teachers. So a lot of the the teaching that I've seen uh, work really well is not only when the teacher has a relationship with the uh, rapport with the students, but when the students have rapport with each other. And so simply just students being able to ask their peers for help doesn't really happen if you don't know their name or anything about them. You don't necessarily feel comfortable. But when you've had circles and you found out they have siblings and their favorite color might be the same as yours and 
uh, they dislike the same sports team as you like, uh, it's a lot easier to, to speak with them. And the same with the teacher asking, like if a student's having a rough day, they can, if you have a relationship with them, you understand like, oh, how would your mom uh, want you to deal with that situation? But you can't just approach a student without knowing anything about them and have that, um, that conversation. Carolyn went into a classroom where Kimberly Igareda was leading the circle with the elementary students. And the kids were, you know, a little rambunctious at first and kind of goofing off and sort of horsing around. And the student from Fremont High, you know, she said, you know, listen, you're not being respectful and you're not, you know, I want you to really listen to what your classmates are saying when they talk. And the kids responded to her and they and they and they kind of settled down and they listened to what their classmates were saying, and they opened up a little bit and talked a little bit about themselves in a way that maybe their classmates hadn't heard before. Um, And then another question, another prompt was, what's something about yourself you'd like to improve? You know, and one kid said, I wish I was smart. And the high school student, you know, immediately jumped in and said, you know, you already are smart, (laughs) you know, and kind of taught them how to, you know, not be so self, not criticize themselves, you know, and maybe kind of turn, you know, if there's something they're feeling insecure about, you know, maybe reframe it a little bit, you know, and she says, you know, everybody wishes we were, they were smarter. Everyone could be smarter. You know, let's talk about things we could do to make ourselves feel smarter. And then she kind of opened it up so all the kids could talk about it. It was sweet. And I think coming from a, a high school student and not a teacher, I think it probably made a big impression on the kids. Kimberly says she knew how to intervene and talk with the kids in circle because of her experiences with her siblings at home, who are 1, 3, and 14. I think that quote, the maybe you wish you were smarter because you're already smart, I, I don't know how I felt while saying it, but I'm glad that I did because that kid needed that. I know I wish I, I had that because someone else would have just moved on and been like, okay, but I had to step in because if I, you know, I wish that that happened to me. I always like put myself down. I wish someone said, maybe you wish you were more beautiful, but you already are. I want them to put in their head that they're amazing and beautiful and worth it. So I'm glad I said that, that quote. Carolyn, do you think that Oakland would ever stop funding this program? Or do you think it's something that's here for the long haul? Well, I think, you know, with Oakland and with a lot of districts, you know, budgeting is always, you know, you never know how it's going to go year to year. And something like this is always probably, it might be considered extraneous just because it's not strictly linked to academics. I mean, I think the hope is eventually, I mean, they're trying to train regular classroom teachers to do this as well, that eventually it'll be more self-running and and not require dedicated restorative justice teachers on campus. Right now, Fremont High has at least one person whose full-time job is to to coordinate this stuff, Um, and that a number of other schools do as well. So, you know, I think over time, the hope is that it's not going to require that. It'll be so built into the school culture. Right now it does, but yeah. I mean, there is, I think, always that worry that there would be cuts. What's your big takeaway, Carolyn, moving forward from this story? Well, I mean, this has been so effective and it seems so popular with the students and the teachers really like it too because the, you know, there's less disruption in the classroom and kind of the campus climate's improved. Um, I can just see this happening at every high school. And because it seems to go beyond discipline at this point and 
is something that can benefit all kids, regardless if they're in trouble or not. I mean, it doesn't really cost a lot of money. There's huge benef- beneficial impacts, and we're just starting to see that now a couple years into it. Restorative justice has also given Kimberly Igareda tools that she can use later in life. Her dream is to become a social worker. She's planning now to apply to colleges. UCLA, Berkeley, and Columbia are all on her list. I think RJ will definitely step into like my life more when I'm trying to resolve conflict with a roommate or like a classmate about seating charts or anything like that. Questions like, and what made you feel like that? I never intended to make you feel like that. Can we talk about it more? Or do you need space or take some time? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. You can read Carolyn's story at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Kimberly Igareda, Carolyn Jones, Joshua Watan, and Aaron Gray. Also thanks to Andrew Reed for recording some of our sound this week, and to our director, Ann Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the California Endowment. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.